Welcome. So glad, so glad to have you. Hey, we appreciate y'all having us on, man. Oh, y'all came on our show doing the cross promotion. We we appreciate the relationship that's forming. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. That's fantastic. So I'd like to I'd like to start off real quick by just by just telling you some career numbers. This is a three year career, by the way. Games played, twenty one. Completions two seventy five. Attempts four fifty five. It's a sixty percent completion percentage. You've got 3,205 yards, averaging seven yards a throw, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 86 QBR. How do we feel about this guy's that? in the pros? This guy's in the Justin pros. Fields. I'm like, well, no, I thought that was Jordan short- Love. I'm like, no, he's he's technically throwing better than us. <laughs> that is, that's Jordan Love. That's yeah, Jordan Love's stats. That's Love's Jordan stats for- Love. That's Jordan Love's oh, stats for, for, for 11 games. For, no, that's three seasons. That's career. That's career, 21 oh, games. That's why you got me right there, because you said yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that no, was, I the, I thought that was the season right now. No, no, I said when, he said, games. when he said 21 games and he said 3,500 yards, I was like, that's somebody who, like, Justin, who's, who just started. It's just coming off the bench who hasn't had a lot of lead time. And the only person that stands out to me is Jordan Love right off the bench. Obviously, you got Josh Dobbs and guys like that, but Jordan Love is the. When I think about guys who, they have all this promise, this potential, but set behind it, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, you tend to sit there. So now he's finally getting his opportunity, and I think Green Bay's kind of learning like legends aren't. You don't get three legends like that back to back it's oh, hard God, to no. do it's very hard now, now check this How, out however though he is playing a little bit better these last few games ah. absolutely absolutely that's the now, experience he didn't get now, sitting behind aaron Rodgers. now jordan love through 11 games has 2500 yards almost 2600 2599 19 touchdowns 10 interceptions with a 88 87 qb qbr it's pretty Aaron, decent. Aaron Rodgers, his first full season, had 4,000 yards. 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions with a 93 QBR. I I, I got I to gotta tell the Green Bay fans out there to, to just enjoy this process. I think Green Bay's figured it out. I think they're sitting really pretty with him because – he didn't have the pressure the first two years. Like you yeah. don't have the pressure to come in and lead Green Bay and go into a playoff on the road because maybe you're not as good. You don't have any of that pressure. Aaron Rodgers had all of that pressure. So and he folded. Sometimes he folded. Yeah. Like McCarthy got bounced out of Green Bay for that reason, right? Which so kind now, of blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. With Mike McCarthy, he 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 was eight and nine in the playoffs. Without him, I think he's one and three. Yeah. Yeah, and McCarthy's doing some magical things. The the crazy thing that Aaron Rodgers, that his streak was broken in Green Bay, well, the Lambeau streak was broken, we'll say the Packers streak, of 300-yard games. It was 20-some games, and Rodgers was there for every one of them up until this season, and he didn't throw a 300-yard game, and he had way better weapons. He had Devontae. He can't tell me he couldn't. And Hell, Devontae had a 180-yard game in between there. He didn't have he even a three. Jordy game. Nelson before that. He had Jordy yeah. Nelson. Yeah. 
he had solid number one receivers and tight ends. Let's not sleep on the tight ends that he had. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jermichael Finley. Oh, my goodness. And the defenses he had at times, too, was was, was was magical. Trust me, I I saw them. Now, (laughs) Now that the veil has been lifted, Aaron Rodgers is gone. And we're well into the first season without Aaron Rodgers. Looking back, I'm confused on where all of this glorious chatter came from. I'm glad it happened because it got us hooked up when we traded him. But other than that, I'm starting to hear what all the other NFC fans were talking about when they were like, dude's just a diva. Yeah, this this is the thing. The 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 more I watch him on like the Pat McAfee show, the more I see him interviewed, the more I listen to him talk. The guy's a fucking prick. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I met him. <laughs> I, I what, he, him JJ Watt. They came up to Alaska and did fucking PT with us. Damn, pussies. They oh, could, fuck. <laughs> they could they could only do half. They could only do half. And most of the time, there was a warm car fucking waiting for him half mile into whatever the fuck we were doing. We of did course. seven hours of PT and they were there for like 45 fucking minutes. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, I I don't ever. I don't JJ ever. JJ Watt is a dog, but the rest. JJ, of the JJ Watt is a good dude. JJ Watt just, he's also a big beat up, angry yeah. refrigerator of a fucking. Oh, the dude is, JJ Watt is the human representation of a old ass 1950s pickup truck that's been through hailstorms. Yeah. He's yeah. beat to shit. His motor doesn't work as well as it used to. But God damn it, if you need him to plow some shit, you better get the fuck out of his way because he's going to plow some shit. Yeah, he'll the, break his back thing, for you, literally. The he's thing about it. Aaron Rodgers yep. that, 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 that I've noticed from the last couple years at Green Bay to now, especially like picking off of what, what Mike said, him being on the Pat show, like yeah. the arrogance on this this guy is yeah. is is ridiculous. He, like he actually thinks like he you just the jet somewhere. This is my thing, <laughs> my my guy. You are thirty nine years old. You literally tore your Achilles heel two seconds into your first full game as the Jets, and you're talking about coming back on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like you're gonna come and save them and do sit your old ass down somewhere. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he tear that at home? Yeah. Yes. That was, at home. Yeah. That was Meth Life Stadium. Yeah. And two seconds like, into that sweet offensive line, given all like, the projections uh, they could. Like, not only I that, don't see two of those guys are gone from that offensive line. And, and where, did, where, do, where, do the Jets get, where do the Jets get better? They've got no cap room because Aaron's expensive. They need an offensive line. What? How much Kool-Aid can you drink in New York before you're just the Kool-Aid man? I think – this is what teams are going to start to realize. If you hire a strictly defensive-minded coach, you're going to get shit offensive results. Yeah, Robert Sulla is not an offensive coach at all. He has and, no uh, fucking yeah. idea how and to call hacking, the play. Hacking. GM Rodgers, yeah, GM Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers called, yeah. brought in Nathaniel exactly. Hackett, Alan Lazard, Hackett and is Randall not Cobb. Him. Yeah, nobody in that organization. Look, I love Joe Douglas because he was an assistant GM for the Eagles when we won our Super Bowl. So he had a lot of things to do behind the scenes in 2017. But Joe has been fucking up. 
I don't know if the owners and him are not on the same page, but like he drafts well. Sauce Gardner, by yeah. far, if he's top two in the cornerbacks in the league, and I don't think it's number two. Yeah. Look at their owner. It's all you need to do for the Jets. That it's, tells you everything. Woody in that box is ripping. He's wearing ice. He's iced out, man. Come on. That, like that, that whole organization from the stadium to the owner's reputations to look at – if you look at their players, that get re- the ones that get reported on, um, who's their offensive lineman? Makai Becton or Mackie Becton or however you say his yeah. name. That is a complete bust. Like – yeah. was supposed to be this OL guru, like yeah. he's going to come in and change the way. Gotham City is back. and <laughs> this, That motherfucker, yeah. he's not oh, as Gotham good as City's a- back because it's a dark time in New York. I was going to say, <laughs> I need a Batman. Since, since 2018. The Joker's in the stands for sure. It's a dark, dark Jets, time in New York. The Jets that are 28 dude. and 64 since 2018. The worst record in the NFL. That dude is not as good as a third-string offensive lineman on the Eagles team. Our third string is better than the New York Jets' first string. And even, too, you look at the entire New York offense and defense, you have four players that would be number two at best on other comparable championship teams. Quinton Williams – might get in more often than not, but depending on the team, he is a solid number two because yeah, he, of his he's a age. great rotational player. It's the the Jets make me laugh, and they are not in a situation. Okay, so the 2018, the other really worst team here is Carolina, and I don't know who the fuck the Bears called to get what they fucking got from Carolina. But at one point, fleas. I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> You guys got to fire the front office, dude. He had that saying where it's, I'm here to take the North or we're never going to give it back. But then everything comes back to this golden fucking goose that is Carolina. And I'm like, man, maybe this guy is more than I realized. Do the draft right. They're going to be very well off if they they have a good draft. If. The other thing you have to remember, too, is the Bears' offensive line is garbage. And this was one of my main points. But they can Uh, fix that by having five picks in the first 120 picks of the draft. Here's the thing, right? Okay, so the Bears are getting Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a fact. I don't get it. If they of him hiding in the corner. (laughs) if, If, Paul. If they don't get Marvin, Hold on, I'm Marvin praying Harrison real quick. Hold on. I'm praying okay. real quick. All right, go ahead. If they don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., I got a Kelly Green jersey with your name on it, brother. I'm telling you right now, if I – this is my thing. It, I say we keep the first overall draft pick and we trade away the second first-round pick we have for either capital veterans or whatever the case may be, but just get rid of it, The second, whatever position we get. It's looking like more more picks. You got one and four right If I promise you on everything that I love, if on that day, on April 25th, if I hear Derek May, Bo Nix, or anybody else other than Marvin Harrison Jr. on that first overall pick, I am flipping shit everywhere. Here's a thought, though. Here's a thought, though. (laughs) DJ Moore is fantastic. He is a true number one. Why not pick up old boy from Georgia? 
tight end. I, the tight end? I, he, I, he listen, a, at this point, anybody but a quarterback. And anybody but a quarterback. Blocker. And his, he is fantastic. His hands ankle and is runs. a question now, Charles, because he's, he has not looked play- the same. He hasn't I've, I've looked the same. A, I've been against him playing since he came back. But, but he ain't going to stop playing. So he's yeah, risking the, it for the biscuit. That's you know? the problem. He plays in the SEC. Those injuries don't mean shit. A TE and an OL with one and four set up Justin Fields for an actual year Oh, an attempt to see this is better this is than the, three wins a season. This they is the never thing got that more I than feel like they, this is why I feel like we're going to move away from Justin Fields. And is is I get it, but I hate it because if we pick up that fifth option, that is a lot of money that we're going to have to pay him for thirty five fumbles in thirty five games, and for somebody I who has never won more than three three wins in a season. This is this is my issue Mitch when it Trubisky comes to Trubisky with Matt Nagy went eleven and three in Aaron Rodgers' prime, and Matt Stafford approaching his prime. This Justin Fields that, with Matt Nagy went two and eight. Even if we draft Caleb Williams or May or Nix or Penix, it it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if we're not addressing that offensive line, it doesn't matter. We can get Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady in his prime. That line isn't blocking for anybody. I agree. I agree. Well, the thing is, here's an honest question. I'm going to go around the horn here with this yeah. question with all of yeah. you because I feel like all of you have a very good concept on the quarterback and who's a good quarterback in the NFL. I trust every one of your opinions and your judgments on this. Charles, we'll yeah. start with you. Is Who is better than Justin Fields as a quarterback that's in the draft? Right now, that's in the draft right yeah. now. No one, because exactly. Justin Fields has proven in the NFL that he can play when he has somebody who blocks him. That's my answer. All right, Mike. I got the same answer. I don't see anybody who can. Justin Fields has shown not only can he play, he can make big fucking time plays when he gets the chance to cook. Yeah. All right, Paul. Go ahead. You see what's on my fucking wall. <laughs> I didn't have to which ask is, you, but I figured we'd do it anyway. But this why, is the thing. Is, this is this this is my yeah. thing when it comes to Justin Fields. When people t- tell me that he can't play or he can't throw the ball, he can't be a playmaker. One, go back to his college days at Ohio State. No, just dis- no disrespect. But I watched him play. He was but a dog. He was. You can't tell me he can't pass. The man averaged almost th- four thousand yards a, uh, a season. Yeah. In Ohio well, he State. He killed us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that he can't play. Who, who, who you, doesn't the play you, caller trust? Him or the offensive line? O-line. I'm like, the play, yeah. Luke Gitsy needs to take his ass to the couch with the defensive coordinator that quit two weeks into the season. Because what you're not – you can't you're not expect him a a, a, at all. You're not allowing him to be his full potential when you're – shortchanging him and still keep doing these little screen passes or these dump passes for two, three yards. What are we doing? You have DJ Moore. We have one of the most solid running back rooms that I've ever seen us have in I don't know how many years. And yeah, now it, our defense is starting to, to look stacked. Yeah. But you can't wh- – why aren't we piecing these things together? There should be no reason right. why we only have four wins this season. There's no reason for that. We should right. – I'm not saying that we're going. We should be in the title for the division because well, the Lions are playing on a different level. However, there should be no yeah. reason that we suck this bad. I agree. The, they, I, I agree. At least shooting for a wild card spot. But the right. fact that this is what we have, it makes no sense to me as a, as 
Oh, set aside as a Bear fan, but it's just watching this team, even last night, watching them last night was just the most frustrating shit I've ever seen. We were robbing them on defense, and we couldn't capitalize on none of these opportunities. Nine fucking points. Yeah, I, I believe then, I messaged and Pat and said this is a cripple fight. Technically 12. Well, we literally won with not scoring a single offensive touchdown. Well, yeah. you answered this How? question. You answered this question already. Trade that pick. Keep the number one pick because it's yeah. a guarantee from Carolina. Carolina might not win another football game. Not the way they're going. No, <laughs> especially if they hire fucking Greg Olson as their head coach. Are you shitting me? Is that oh the guy who's like a part of Turkey on Thanksgiving? He said oh, that if yeah, they call, he he said if that call, if Carolina calls him, right? he said he's leaving the booth if they call him. Yeah. Did we not learn this lesson with fucking Jeff Saturday? Hey, Apparently they see, didn't learn it enough. If who, saying, yeah. Who's the other guy? Who's the guy that was on Monday night? Did you see with Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark and RG three last night? What was the other guy's name? The, the defensive lineman. He was on there. He's he oh you talking SEC. about the big bald the big oh, bald Rams guy that guy. was there last night on last yeah, night. Yeah. He, he said the exact same thing. He said Adam Schefter was on there talking about Frank Wright got hurt or got fired. All that he goes yeah. listen. You give me five million year, I'll leave this booth right now. I'm like, nobody wants that job. If you, mm -hmm. as Frank Wright, no. just got fired 11 games into the season, how am I supposed to feel trusting that? And you Frank guys Wright suck. Good coach. You, you need time. Me and Mike talked about this last week. I am tired of seeing coaches getting the short end of the stick just because your team sucks. I'm glad you brought this up. That pinned me in the butt cheeks today was the heat that head coaches seem to be receiving. Now, I think the heat is justified in some of these cases, but how the heat is being approached and where is starting to really prickle my spine. It is on the head coach to coach. create the coaching squad to then get the best out of your team, the most Correct. offensively and the best defensively. As the head coach, you need to create those guys, but hey, Sometimes those guys that you put in those pieces fuck up. So why are you fucking with this dude who's holding all the glue together, right? There's Let probably only three head coaches that up. even make decisions in, on a football team that actually matter outside of coaching. And that's obviously right. Bill Belichick. I'm assuming in Denver, he has some say as well. Nope. And possibly, and I'm pretty sure Andy I mean, Reid. Yeah, I mean, Andy no, Reid, those Payton three guys. Has, Sean Payton has zero power outside of coaching. Yeah. You don't think Sean Payton... Oh, no, that's in his the Walton contract, family yeah. has came out and said it. He is not a general manager. He is not a vice president. Sean Payton is the head coach. He can Do make really football decisions. Walmart, I don't trust anybody who trust has four billion dollars to pay for a football team. That um, that itself. He's, he's on my short list. Crazy, for sneaky head coach of the year. By the way, if he gets fucking Russell Wilson. To do 180 from last year, and my voice got high as fuck because mm -hmm. this is how crazy this shit is. If he gets Russell Wilson to do a 180 yeah. and get them into a, even a wild card spot, yeah, he has to be top three. One of the front Question. runners for comeback player of the year. That's what I was gonna ask. Does this technically justify a comeback player of the year type scenario? Yeah, do you, do you based off of last year. With no, I think right now Hackett, it's him and D'Amico Ryans are the two front runners yeah. for coach of the year, with, I think. With Nathaniel Hackett, Ryan is doing Wilson magic had, an 80, over there. had an 84 QBR with 
This fucking Sean Payton, oh boy, is at like a hundred, a buck oh four, a buck oh six right now. He's 21 QBR points higher this year than he was last Mike's year. Mike's vein is popping out the side of his head because I know why. I know <laughs> no, why. I think Listen, it, it, I know the Eagles head coach, Sirianni, deserves a nod. Deserves for head coach it of the as year. long as the Eagles I am not taking doing. away from that. <laughs> However, comma, I'm not taking away from the magic that he's done the last two years. I'm not taking away from that because last year there's no way in hell Balbo Baldy should have got coach of the year last year over y'all. However, this year, the things that coach Ryan is doing in Houston with the expectation, not just that the expectation that they weren't going to do shit. Yeah. No, they were, they were the, picked to be the, between them and Carolina for the number one pick. I believe. And the fact that they're in the running for the division in the AFC, which is arguably much better than the NFC right now. That now NFC is, is it's it's NFC it's it's it can't go unsaid that if he were to win Coach of the Year, I wouldn't be upset. If D'Amico Ryan's wins Coach of the Year, I'm cool because. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive head coach. That's who he is. That's what he is. Yeah. Their fucking offense is terrifying. Do you see if you're, what they've done with yeah. Tank With Dell? a rookie quarterback. Bro, <laughs> throwing to, throwing to if more you're, rookies. If you're, Tank Dell, if you, Nico Collins. I can't remember the third wide receiver, but he hits them all. He throws all dots to freaking all of them. If, if your cornerbacks and safeties are not on their shit, they will score on you like Miami can. They will, and they will tear you apart. They're an and offensive then, line two, two defensive players away from a serious run out of the Super Bowl. And then, yes, their defense is as good as I've seen it ever. Uh, what is it? Staley Jr.? Eric Stingley? Yes. Yeah. Eric Stingley, yes. His yeah. dad, oh man. I remember God. him as old like, man. The I'm going to go on record and say Houston wins the Super Bowl before Dallas. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> At the rate that they're going right now, if they yeah, get this yeah. squad the way that they're going, that is a very high possibility. Yeah, because Dallas so, is going to at least, well or at least Dallas make it now. to a Super Bowl before Dallas does. Oh, all right, Charles, you can lead us into that one after uh, Mike makes his point here. This is my thing, right? D'Amico Ryan's absolutely. If he wins, I will clap and be a hundred percent fine with it. Anybody else? Can kiss my white hairy ass. Okay. Because check this out, chicken the chain. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers check are the this worst out. team in the AFC with a winning They're record. With a right, right. And for the first time, <laughs> for the first time yet, they they finally but check this out. What if Mike Tomlin takes Kenny Pickett to the playoffs? No. They, they once no. they get to that because, meat of their schedule, the they're problem. not gonna win anymore. Yeah, here's the problem. No. But if they do, he's got to be in the conversation, right? No, no. absolutely. No. <laughs> Plays Baltimore, because Miami. No, no. Here's I'm the sorry. difference between Kenny Pickett and C.J. Stroud. I yeah. know exactly where Kenny Kenny Pickett's ceiling is. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Kenny yeah. Pickett's ceiling, his highest is going to be that maybe, fake run. Maybe <laughs> if no, dude. If he's if he if the Steelers do a little investing in him. He might get to Philip Rivers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So no Super Bowls. No, oh God, no. No. <laughs> fake, Wait, no more no. fake slides either. No. With CJ Stroud, 
his ceiling could be the limit. Anything. I told it my father-in-law. It could I, be I, prime I, Russell Wilson. It could be look, I, this is really early to make this comparison, but it could be rookie Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude. Well, I, do that's you know what he reminds me. He yeah. reminds me of Michael Vick's legs with Warren Moon's arm or yeah, oh, or, or yes. skinnier yeah, Donovan yeah, yeah. McNabb. That's terrifying. His, yeah. Dude, he's got – it's like, boom, and the ball goes 50. I just – Boy, he's like, got a cannon. A fucking quick snap and – And he got, he got receivers that could just be anywhere, and he's going to find them. His, him and Tank Dell, that story is a phenomenal story. When, him, uh, get it, yeah, them getting Tank Dell yeah. in the draft because – yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. CJ going up. Yeah, CJ going up to the front office and going, "Listen, I I love this dude. I pulled him. I work out with him. Go get him. I want him." And the front office did it. I told my father-in-law straight up. I said, "CJ Stroud very well may become Ohio State's Tom Brady." You know what? What's crazy is CJ Stroud has the potential to be a guy that we see in big games for the next ten years. Yeah. And it- and if they Patrick were smart, Mahomes, they're gonna they're gonna freaking sign him up for a big. They contract. would give him a homes deal if he. I hope look, so. I'm not saying right now. Obviously, right. He's still, no, not he's right still now. Got, we gotta see. This, he's this still got four year. years left on his rookie deal. Right. He's gotta but, stay healthy as well. Yeah, teams will adjust in year two. Bro, yes, oh, yeah. it's exactly why the Eagles struggle is because now they have a book on you. They know what you do well. So right. next year, if he can, we ain't be, that big of a struggle. Anyway, according to the media, according to the media, they're one in ten. You'd be, you would not understand that they're the first ten win te- ten win team in the NFL. Exactly. It, but if CJ Stroud can come back next year with D'Amico Ryan's, if they don't lose the assets they have around him, because what he has works. If they yeah. don't lose the assets around him and they build that offensive line even better. Th- I can legitimately see making CJ Stroud, if not this year, because I'm biased, but in the future, he could make a serious run at MVP. Oh, like absolutely. a serious fucking run at MVP. Yeah, Charles and I spoke you think about that. CJ Stroud would be even better if three of his largest plays of the season weren't called back because offensive line held when they didn't have to. They don't have Justin Fields' biggest problem is he holds the ball longer than he has to. And Ooh, at times, irritates me. At times <laughs> makes that offensive line way worse, than they, way worse than they are. See, Last Stroud night he was just holding it too long. Yeah, and you know that exactly most that of his fumbles problem. too are him carrying the ball with that one hand. It's not that he can't. That he, and most of the time he's already ran for five or six yards by the right. time he fumbles that ball. Just he's not trying to the ball. Just, just protect the ball. He's just he's trying yep. to do too much. He's trying. He needs to learn. He needs to learn. But you need a better offensive coordinator to teach him that stuff too. It's, it all comes it's, together it, it does better up, coaching. It does, it does bring up a really good point because Philly and Green Bay is on my short list for coaches of the year. I think if fucking Matt LaFleur does some if massive he somehow gets them in the playoffs, he'll be up there. But he's not the playoffs, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, so, you'll so, hear I'm glad you say this. I, I just got I just want to segue into something that just popped yeah. into my head. Yeah, if, of course. if I can recollect, I think the last time we had a conversation about these Green Bay Packers. I'm almost certain that Charles said that he he could see them going to the playoffs. Do you still believe that? I hate it, but the Kansas City <laughs> game is winnable, and the rest of the season could be won out. If the offense plays how it did 
on Thursday. The defense continues to play how it did on Thursday, not I how it did against the I swear to God, Cardinals. if the Green Bay Packers find I'm a way you, dude, to get a wild card spot. You look yeah. at our fucking schedule, and it is outside <laughs> oh of Kansas God. City. We are projected to win or keep tight the rest of the schedule. I think they're I think they're projected to win nine games now. If, yeah. if they because they're favored the rest of the way outside of the KC game, they're insane. The rest of the way. Kansas City, what's crazy is KC is absolutely <laughs> a winnable game for you guys. Oh, especially yes. more than beatable. It is but yes. here's they the are problem. more than beatable. There's two problems that you face in Kansas City. One of right? them is Andy Reid. <laughs> One of them is definitely Andy Reid. The yeah, other is Chris fucking Jones. Yeah. That, that dude. I yeah. like Green Bay. And Bakhtiari is not there. I mean, there's not. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the key. Chris Jones and the Chiefs sacked Jalen Hurts behind the number one offensive line in the league five times. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Love may not ever see the sky except on his back. The Bears. Well, if, just they if they don't go out a shotgun with him, he's going to get sacked at least five times. Yeah, under center nope, they're going to eat his. That face. was a little. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. He's going <laughs> to. And what they'll do is they'll stunt him too. They'll probably move him around from. D end and they'll probably move him around a bunch too. Those stunts, oh, because they do that a lot. Yes. I know Chris. He, yeah, he's all over the place on that line. Speaking of moving people around, <laughs> next game when we play the Niners, do you know where they're playing Jalen Carter at? Are they putting him at a edge rusher? Oh, edge. They're gonna put his ass. Oh, edge. they're giving him space. Yes. They're that just saying, "Hey, big Perkins, dude, I'm coming." But he's hey, mobile. Hey, and he's mobile. Hey, Mike. Yes. We go way back, right? We're friends. We're For shizzle. You know, you were I don't, my wedding. I don't know or like where this is going, but okay. We, you were in my wedding. You were there. You. Can you not close. hurt Brock Purdy next week? Because he's. I, I'm on a roll right now, <laughs> and I. <laughs> Need him to stay on stay his two feet. Stay the fuck away from CMC, just, too, man. Listen, you can rush him. You can give him a little love tap. But make sure you're not like... My wife says no promises. None. Listen, I don't need him to understand how grass grows. I don't need him to understand that. There's only one player on the 49ers team that if he gets hurt at the hands of an eagle, I'm cool with. And that's Debo's little bitch-ass Samuel. No, he's on my team now, too. After <laughs> I, that, I, I, all, 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 all I need is Brock Purdy to give me a lead. Do you know <laughs> hey, listen, I've already clinched the playoffs. I'm the number one seed. Listen, Mike, oh, I even man. changed my name on fantasy football if you haven't seen it already. I said dude, just I another humble Puerto Rican. Because I'm being <laughs> humble this year. <laughs> At the, dude, I've asked Paul. I've sacrificed every... Three I games by now. Year, Three I games started, you sacrificed. Bro, I started this year dominating people in fantasy. <laughs> spanking people. And yeah. then the Eagles started struggling. And I literally prayed. And I said, if you let the Eagles win, I don't give a shit about my fantasy team. Take both <laughs> my fantasy teams. Just let the Eagles win. Oh, man. Bro, this dude, I was supposed to whoop his ass that game that he and I played. I was supposed to whoop his ass. Eagles started struggling. Jalen started performing like a goddamn MVP again. And then my fantasy team went to shit. And they went to shit. You know why? Because he didn't have – I needed five yards to A.J. Brown. Five <laughs> yards. And he missed it. 
and I Ooh. lost. Oh. But my birds are ten and one. Yeah. Hey, All man. right, Char. Let's get let's let's get to what we wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about the fact that media, NFL on Fox, ESPN, they're all sucking Dak Prescott's cacks. Yeah, this is really blowing my mind here, and I, it's crazy. Oh, oh, I just had it up, and I accidentally clicked it out. But we're going to talk. The media is awful. We're I hate, talk the, about I hate ESPN. CBS, Fox, hate them all. Can't stand them. I just, I don't. Here's the thing, okay? Philadelphia is ten and one. Yes. So that's ten wins, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Now, Jalen Hurts is 14 and 14 and 0. Help me out against with that. Winning teams, yeah. Against winning teams. Yeah, he's 14 and 0 against winning teams. We were just talking about this earlier. He is uh, 27 and 2. 2. In his last 29 games. In his last 29 games. So, as a starter in the NFL, Jalen Hurts is 27 and 2. And that's it's pretty so legit. That's regular season. <laughs> If you include the playoffs, his his total losses in, increases to four. Okay, so and on this podcast, it's still pretty. Really, uh... On this podcast, something that we really love doing, we love doing this almost more than anything else, is reading the writing on the wall. Okay, you are who your schedule says you are after Thanksgiving. And we can say everything we want the first couple of weeks. We can laugh around week six. But after Thanksgiving, we look at what you've done, not what you could do or where you could go if all of these pieces happen to line in. If the fucking Saturn dances around the moon correctly, Dallas could go into Philadelphia and beat Philadelphia. Guess what, motherfucker? We're in a Jupiter moon or some shit because that just ain't happening. Because the Cowboys... Talking about the Lions, Charles. Talking about the... Whatever is whatever moon it was, the moon phase. Oh, the waxing Guinness for the, the lions. Wax, yeah, what is happening right now, bro? They're all in sixteen when the moon phase is waxing Gibbous. I'm oh, telling right. you, the lions have. Who won comes up with these things? <laughs> the lions it, haven't won on Thanksgiving. It was bro, crazy because bro. it was absolutely true, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, that is the most weirdest stat line I ever seen in my life. No, dude, you don't even know. In my look, I'm going to school like. These guys know I'm going to school for sports broadcasting. We have to take a recording stats class. Yeah. There are stats on, okay, who has the fastest turn in from first, going from that turn after first to second? Who does that the fastest in the league? There are stats of, it literally, anything that can be recorded and put into a little fucking column they put into a fucking column. It's the stupidest shit. Kyler Murray and Call insane. of Duty. Kyler Murray and Call of Duty is a stat. When Call of Duty, when a new Call of Duty game releases, he loses because that, he's up all. And he's Sunday. about to go to shit next week. <laughs> Call yeah. of Duty. Every single because the new Call of Duty came out, but the new season starts December sixth. Yep. Arizona's and, and about to be shit for a few weeks. It's in right. his contract. That if he underperforms during those weekends, that shit is like fucking taken from him. Oh, oh he's yeah. grounded. He can't play yeah, Call of Duty. Dude, I'm telling you, during the football <laughs> you gotta season, be shit yes, me. I swear to God. Not only that, it results in fines. Yeah. They find him. Yes. Charles wanted. Did you ever bring up with them about the, uh, the, the Deshaun Watson thing with the penalties? 
Oh, even though it doesn't matter because he's right. He's, but even Deshaun Watson had a clause in his contract that if yeah. he had too many unruly penalties, that they could cut him on the fucking spot and not pay him a dime. Yeah. So there was a scuttlebutt like around week four that Deshaun Watson realized wild. what was happening and didn't want to play anymore until his contract became more guaranteed. That makes sense to me. Look, everybody, when the, <laughs> when, the Deshaun, yeah. when the deal got done, everybody was like, what the fuck are the Browns doing? Yeah. It was like the worst You have contract. to have an out in that contract. It's you not the It is out. the worst. <laughs> Actually, I, arguably one of the worst contracts right now is the estimated $25 million a year Bill Belichick is getting paid from the Patriots. No, estimated. No, no. no, the worst contract in the NFL right now is the $45 million a year. They're playing fucking Daniel Jones. <laughs> Who the fuck? How the fuck does Brian the Pistons are paying Monty Williams? The Pistons are paying Monty Williams $13.4 million a year, and they've lost 15 straight. Yeah, but he's yeah, but that's the NBA. Yeah, we won't we'll talk about Pistons. The, the Colts are still paying Carson Wentz too. If the yeah. season ended today, the Colts are in the playoffs. Yeah, well, Bobby oh, Benia still cashes a check every Gar- year for a million dollars. We're talking about CJ Stroud. I want you guys' opinions on CJ Stroud versus AR five. Because to me, look, I love CJ Stroud's game. I think AR5 is a better athlete. I don't think he's a better quarterback, but I think when it comes to having the elusiveness and the truck ability and the I think that goes AR5. I think those it, two are going to yeah. be competing for years to come and I'm here fucking for it, bro. It those two are the two quarterbacks that I didn't expect anything from. And they're performing out of the draft. They're performing the best. Where would the, oh my, where would the Colts be with Anthony Richardson? I, I mean, think, I mean, I think pro- AR, I they would have at least one more, at least one more victory. I would think. I think AR more. is going to be a good quarterback. I'm not taking away anything from this man's little bit. This 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 young man's ability because he, I think we talked about this, Mike. He needs to stop running. That is it right there. This he, is my he, thing. He thinks he's he thinks he's un he's like unbreakable or something. This, this is the That's thing. I hurt. think this is the difference between Cam Newton is a perfect example. He was a solid, humongous man. So him taking the hits was a little bit different because he his body could clearly it's it 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 came back and bit him in the ass now. Right. You know, because quarterbacks are not meant to get hit like that. They're just well, not. Anthony Richardson is not do it. He, like he ran people over in college because he was bigger than some of the he linebackers. He was just a bigger. Anthony Richardson's not. You're not the body than that he has. He's not. Oh, you're not bigger than a linebacker. No, sir. And they, Sit they your little ass down in that pocket. Little, little shoves. Yeah. One of the things. And this that thing, really you, he's elusive. He's elusive, but he's yeah, not. Yeah. He. I'm well, gonna hit you. And not just that. And not just <laughs> that. Think about what what conference did he play play for in college? He played in SEC, the SEC, right? He played for yeah. Okay, so he's used to playing against guys like Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, right. these 330-pound guys that are running 17 miles an hour that will slam you on your fucking neck. But he's the only used to playing is, against a couple of those, not an entire see, football that's, team. That's the thing that really – The NFL is a whole lot thing. different than the SEC. Yeah. yeah. The NFL is so much faster than college yeah, it's football. A whole it's so game. much faster. And the ones that figure that out, that's the – 
It's like the same. I would love to have like Dan Orlovsky on just to pick his brain about explain. I think they explained this one time. He goes, the difference between a starting, who was it? There was a starting quarterback that explained this. He was trying to explain the Zach Wilson thing. The difference between a starting quarterback in the NFL and the second string guy, he goes, is like 0.4 seconds. Mm -hmm. This guy can get the ball out of his hands and he can get it to the receiver accurately and on time that much faster. Yeah. Because all these guys can make these throws. They do it in practice every fucking day. They're you in the pros for a reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got drafted for a reason. That's the thing is you're in college, you're going up against three, maybe four pros on a defense, two, three, maybe four pros on an offense. You're going against guys when you get into the NFL who are all pro, who are decade, all decade teams, who are Give fucking not. Yes, you're getting the best of the best, and even the worst teams, even the Carolina Panthers, who you do not want tackling you is fucking Brian Burns. You know why? Because that dude will put you on your, he will put you on your face, and he's on the worst team in the league. So it, I think these kids, Jalen had to go through it his first two years. Hell, even last year when we played at Chicago, Jalen was killing, and then he got slammed and broke his collarbone in that game. And still finish with a broken collarbone. That's the problem is these kids don't realize, oh, that motherfucker is as big as a fridge and moves like a Ferrari. I'm this is why football is the only sport that you have to listen at a minimum. You're going to school for three years because your body has to mature enough to, to play in the NFL. You, basketball, baseball, it's cool. You could jump from as a 19 year old, 18 year old, and jump into the pros. In football, you can't. There might be a weird, just once in a million person that has a body that could possibly go from high school to the pros. But even you know who in that said, who? Do you remember the guy from Baylor back in the day, the dude with the no shirt? Yes. He was like, he had number two, yeah. He got yeah. hit with them charges because of the, some party. And then he played yeah. in Canada for a year or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, like that, that, that was massive. Yeah. But yeah. It, football, you have your body has to develop into a. It, you for have example, to be an adult. Alabama you has have- one of the most outstanding weight room facilities in all of college football. It's been noted by I don't know how many people. Alabama has one of the top training facilities for these players. That's still not enough to prepare you for what the hell is going to come into the pros. Because now you in the pros, the pockets are hell of a lot deeper with these owners when they're building their facilities for their players. And they have the top-tier coaches, top-tier trainers, right. top-tier facilities. Like, these, they're, they're built different. So Aaron Richardson, Anthony Richardson's, can't continue to run like that and think he's going to last for that long. You have to. That's the thing that Jalen had to learn, too, and a lot of running quarterbacks. RG3, not RG3, that guy didn't last, but Lamar has had to learn. You can run and be really effective and dice defenses with your legs. Get the fuck down. Learn how to slide. Learn how to get the fuck out of bounds. Don't take unnecessary hits. Yes, you're 24 now. Before you know it, you're going to be 32, and your knees are going to swell up to the size of grapefruits when you fucking walk when you walk up the stairs because you've been getting destroyed. There are refrigerators coming at you every play. I love this game. 
because it's violent and it is the ultimate I'm better than you and I'm going to push your bitch ass around and show you sport. There's not another yeah. sport in the world that is as rugby maybe as yeah. hands on and I'm going to get bl- goddamn Tua Tonga Vailoa was missing a fucking four inch chunk out of his arm. Yeah. This is that was why we love the game. But it also means that you cannot be 17 and play this game because you will never recover. You will never be able to reach your maturity. You break your leg the way some of these guys break their leg at 17, you'll never walk right. Yeah. Like it's yeah, shout out prayers to Zinter and his family, too. That was a nasty crazy bro. man. But Paul's 100% right. It's why you cannot go from high school to the pros. You can't do it. Kickers can't do it. Punters can't do it. Even the softest positions on the field, you cannot come in and not be a grown man. Because if you get a grown man who accidentally runs into your knee or your ankle, you're done. It's a wrap. (laughs) Hell, hell, there haven't even been very many coaches that could do it. Who's the only successful? I think Harbaugh was probably the only successful nope, coach Pete that Carroll. ever did it. Pete Carroll did it, but did but did it took him a second stint. Year? No, yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely. true. There's look the greatest. Look what happened with Nick Saban. Look what happened with Nick Saban. I was just ready to say that. Nick Saban, the greatest Urban, college Urban coach Meyer. in history. Urban Meyer is trash as human. Dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's. I just wanted to poke fun at Ohio State. That's all. That guy, I somebody should hang him up by his big toes, and just. In in the smallest little bird helicopter, just take him over Lake Superior and just dunk him every so often. <laughs> this guy. Don't. All right, you I want to. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the oh, he's been creepy. He's creepy, man. He's been caught on game day, literally looking at the cheerleaders and stuff. And it, the fact his wife came out and said that she, people make mistakes when he cheated oh, on not his wife. Not on 4K. Those, <laughs> oh man, because. Yeah. It, she knows if he if she divorces him, she's going to the trailer park. The park. I heard the Jaguars like players called them disgusting, and that was part oh, yeah. of the reason why I treated him like shit. The the freaking um, ownership was like he's dis- <laughs> the ownership hated him too. Yeah, they're like he's a creep. He's he's hanging around like the but you hired the cheerleaders him. and the freaking <laughs> people's wives and shit. Yeah, he was just acting weird and goofy and whatever. It's speculation. Way. I don't know about. I want to take a I want to take a pivot here as we're okay. as we're wrapping on the door. Do it. There's a conversation that caught my ear on the Dan Patrick show, and I wanted to bring it to y'all's doorsteps. Is Mike Evans a Hall of Fame wide receiver? No, no. I don't disagree with you. I'm surprised actually. I think it's cringe. I think he's in the Hall of Good. I believe that's what they were saying. The Hall of Good. I think I'll give him the Hall of Excellent. Really? Yes. But My he is guess. not Hall of Fame. He's yeah. he's Tampa's Hall of Fame. Sure. So he's oh, got, absolutely. He's got oh, eleven he's got eleven thousand yards, ninety touchdowns. I think he should absolutely go in Tampa Bay's ring of fame. If he does go in the Hall of Fame, what about it, what if he gets a Super Bowl MVP? If he gets a yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that because so then that brings up enough, my next point. If you do enough, 
in the season to help get your team to the Super Bowl, and then you do more than your quarterback does, and you win MVP, absolutely you're a Hall of Famer. He's on the Hall of Fame list. He just passed A.J. Green. All right, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question then. I'm going to just say these stats. Yeah. This is a Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah. 1,094 receptions, 14,934 receivers, receiving yards, and 100 touchdowns. Is that a Hall of Fame? Those are Hall of Fame numbers, right? Yeah. All right. This man played between, let me see, he played, dang it, from 1988, 1988 to 2004. 2004. Who was that? This is Tim Brown. I don't know who that is. So if played for Tim the Brown, Raiders. he played for the Raiders. I played Jerry Rice. And, and on the Hall of Fame list, he's just below Chris Carter. So okay. if Tim Brown, somebody apparently you don't know who the hell he is, but Tim Brown, he wasn't the most exceptional. Like he wasn't that kind of like number one receiver, but he was a reliable receiver. He can make it into. See, but I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the deciding factor, right? Tim Brown was a nine-time Pro Bowler. Ooh. Correct. And Tim Brown also was on the Hall of Fame All 90s team. Does right, he so have any all does Mike he have all Evans, pros? Mike and yeah, yes. Mike Evans has zero all pros and only two Pro Bowl appearances in his almost 10-year career now. Well, do you well, want to know Pro Bowls don't mean shit stats. though? No, that, Pro Bowls don't. I, 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 they don't They're today. By the fans. But they flag football. But in the selected, 90s, they meant something. In the 90s, being, they meant something. Yeah. But yeah. being selected still has. There's some. Right. It, has, it, 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 it has, it has a merit to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's ultimately what's going to. If Mike Evans gets into the Hall of Fame, let's just say he keeps the projection in his career. He's going to make a Pro Bowl one more time if he's traded to a better team. I think, I, honestly, I think that's what it's going to boil down to. If Mike Evans wants to be in the Hall of Fame, he needs to leave Tampa Bay. I think him yes. and Devontae Adams are going to be two very interesting conversations at the end of next year. He probably Devontae- will get in the Hall of Fame because it's voted on by it. There's a committee out there who would say, yes, he's got comparable stats to someone like Art Monk or you know, someone like you just stated. Right. He's got he'll by the time he's done, he'll have fourteen thousand yards receiving and probably a hundred and some touchdowns. If he gets so in does Devontae- Adams, Adams will get in. If he's not if the Raiders. No, if he's no, I think if, 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 if they both the walk Raiders. away right now, if they both walk away right now, who has a better no. shot of making it to the Hall of Fame? Oh, Mike Evans. Adams. Mike Evans. I think Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 Evans on, statistically wait. has a better career. Yeah. Wait. Statistically. Oh, all right. So Mike Evans and, and a Super Monte Bowl. Adams and a Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. They both have Super Bowls. What are you talking about? Yeah. Does Mike Devontae Evans Adams have a Super Bowl? Brady. I don't think Devontae. Yeah. Had, I don't think he did. He get one with? Was he there? I don't think Devontae Devontae wasn't there for that Super Bowl. He, he was there. He was for Mike Evans Boston. won a Super Bowl. That's, yeah, that's what we were saying. Yeah, oh, Evans has well. a Super Bowl. Oh, look. If Devontae Adams goes to a legit team. The Pats pick him up. One is retarded, scary. That's insane. But if if he goes to the Pats and he has another thousand yard 
another 10 touchdown season and they get to the Super Bowl, absolutely he's a Hall of Famer. 100%. What if Seattle makes the Bears an offer they can't refuse on fields and then picks up Mike Evans? <laughs> I don't want Are you that. Try, are you pushing this for him to get in the Hall of Fame to be a Bear or what? I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want I think the Bears have enough thing. Hall so of Famers. I think Justin Fields just, would be great in Seattle. Let's just compare the stats, but, okay? So yeah. for Adams and Evans. So targets, receptions, Evans got it with – Devontae has it with 838. To 737. Catch percentage 64 to 57 Adams. Receiving yards, Evans has it with 11 275 to 10451. Uh touchdowns, he Evans Adams has it over him over one. But they both came it, in at the same time. This is a conversation that's gonna go it's to a tight, it's also. tight. So Evans has more yards and like way less receptions. What so what's the right. yards per but reception? I'll tell you on the Hall of Fame. Yards per reception is 15 to 12. Evans. Yeah. But see, that's a lot when you think about it for I a career. I want what is his yak? Now check this out though. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yards, that, that makes a difference. How many Devontae Adams has more? Yeah, yards per reception and yak aren't the same thing. No, that's no, true no. too, um, Charles. That we got to bring that into consideration. He had a better Devontae Adams as well. Got, but the Hall of Fame voters feel the same way. Right now on this Hall of Fame watch list, who, who was Devontae Mike Adams, Adams is well above Josh Norman? Tom Brady. Josh Norman, Jameis Winston. And then a bunch of nobodies. Yes. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. He had, he had, he had a bunch what, of eggs. That's what he had. But yeah. he still managed 1,000 yards a season every Dude, did you see, time did he you played see James over 1,000. rapping on the, at, at yeah. halftime on the side. <laughs> he was giving it to the old car boy. We're not, yeah. not going to talk about that clown. <laughs> Mike Evans is climbing the list. I, I just – I don't know. If he stays in Tampa Bay, I don't know. I think because if you keep going up the list – like DeAndre Hopkins, Chad Johnson, fucking Gary Clark. So then, so what if he gets the exact same or similar, give or take a few, as Tim Brown? But he also I don't has know. a Super Bowl I don't, over Tim Brown. So, yeah. Again, I know the All Pro and all that jazz is great. I get that. I think that. the Super Bowl gets him in. I think I, I do too. If he can somehow get to fifteen thousand yards and let's just say one hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty touchdowns. And he gets to leave me 950 receptions, close to a thousand receptions for his career. I'm like, yeah, I, stats. I'm not saying that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but an eventual Hall of Famer is definitely in the I future. Mean, realistically, eventually, they're probably runs. all Hall of Famers. Everyone that you said, yeah, it's just a matter of time, if, I believe. If he touches 15,000 yards, he'd only be the sixth wide receiver to do it. There's yeah. no way that you don't get him in there. Just There's based no on way. Yeah. again, I'm not saying he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because again, at this point, yeah. the Hall of Fame is just a, a talent show at this point. Fifteen thousand might get him to be a first I ballot. I think Hall of if Famer. he touches yeah. fifteen thousand like, yards, yeah. Because that's yeah. huge. I, I believe one it. of only six people to do it. That's I mean, because yeah. because on that and list is, you've got Jerry Rice, number one. 22,895 yards. I just wanted to say that so we could remind people how ridiculous that is. Then he also played like 18 or 19 years, though. 1985 I mean, I... to 2004. Yeah, yeah, but you also have to take into account, like, when Jerry was at his heyday, Nine motherfuckers seasons. were killing receivers Nine over the middle. Yeah, Like, he was... Season. That dude, I love Jerry. I love watching old Jerry Rice footage. Watching Jerry Rice just pick the Larry ball up over Dude's hands and freaking run right past him. Yeah, got seventeen five. 
Larry Fitzgerald does, in 16 seasons got 17 five. What, what does two. Randy Moss have? Randy Moss is number four. Oh, really? I actually yeah. thought he would be like eight. 15,292, and Terrell Owens is number three. So that would be your top four. Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, and Randy Moss. See, I'm and okay that's with all that, that's, a, that's a list to be a part of that I would be okay with right. as a receiver. And then you've got Isaac Brown coming in at number five, and then Tim Brown at 14,934. So that's what I'm saying. So I mean, if you pass Tim Brown, that kind of just makes you like – I mean, yes, he, he has all these all pros, but I got these stats plus a Super Bowl. Ten. Look, passing 14,000 yards gets you in the top 12. It's so impressive. If dude gets 14,900 yards, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That shit is yeah. insane. The company that of receivers that you just listed is literally It'd be insane. everybody in that our generations, three- Mount Rushmore of receivers. Like, yeah. And on that list too, I didn't even tell you that. I mean, he's he has outside of Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice, and Randy Moss, he has tied or more touchdowns than everyone else on that list. It's that's literally, it's okay. Jerry Rice, prototype receiver you want in the eighties and nineties. Randy Moss, prototype you want in the nineties and two thousands. You're talking about the two best wide receivers of their era, and there is no argument. Of his era, Jerry Rice is hands down the goat and probably the best wide receiver ever. Yeah, there's he, probably not much. He's probably the only sport that you can say that about too. He's I mean, number twelve all, all time in touchdowns. Yeah. He's twelve all time in touchdowns right now. The crazy thing is, if I say that to a Cowboys fan or a Niners fan or a fucking even a Seahawks fan, they're not going to argue because Jerry Rice literally. I can yeah, show my also, kids. I show my yeah. kids footage all the time of Jerry Rice just sticking his hand up on a go route and just making motherfuckers look like they're using walkers. He is. It's <laughs> insane. So yes, if he gets a fourteen thousand nine hundred yards, he's in the he's in the Hall of Fame for me. From two thousand ten to two thousand twenty, seven thousand five hundred six yards. 75 touchdowns. That's your boy, Des Bryant, Dallas Nation. Fuck him, he's trash. It was a catch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to... So we, we can all agree that he gets the 14,900 yards. He's in the Hall yes. of Fame. That's all. Yeah. We I all think, pretty much agree on that. Yeah. I, I, I think 14,000 yards, he's a first ballot. And that's and that's yeah. going back to Charles saying, it's, it's, it's a what if. Yes. Clearly, we don't know no. if he's going to make it to that because we don't, don't know what the future he, entails. He definitely doesn't do with Baker Mayfield or whoever else Tampa Bay is going to pull up. What is he at? What did you say he's at right now? He's uh, at 11,000. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, so he's got 3,000 yards. It's not impossible. So he realistically, if he goes to a, a, a situation where he's – Plays three or four more years after – probably three yeah, and a half he, years after the season. Well, I was going to say you could legitimately do it in – two years if you get 1500 yard season i'm not saying that's easy to do you have to he go said to, he's got to go to a good team a different you'd have team to go to, right. you'd have to go to the chiefs you literally yeah. would have to go to the chiefs i think even with the chiefs realistically i think it would be three maybe four years because it's to think 
And I'm not saying that it's impossible for him to drop down a thousand yards. I'm no. not saying that's impossible. There's only two teams off the top. My the way that Philly throws the ball in, maybe Miami. Those are the only two places I can see him going. I can with see those, him averaging those 800 to 900 yards. Eight to 900 yeah. yards. If he does that for three to four years, he could definitely get to 15, okay, 14 to 15,000 so, yards. So then, what we're saying is, Mike Evans is going to get there because for a career, he's only played 148 games. He's at right. 11,275 yards at 100. He's averaging just under 870 yards a season. Does he have a crazy injury history? No. Not at no. all. In did fact, I, he got most of these didn't yards. Didn't he have seven years? Worst, or, did, he was number two like, behind. <laughs> he was close to Favre. He was, like, not that far behind him as far as consecutive Brian games Man, played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not as close to Favre because Favre was ridiculous yeah. wasn't it it yeah. was years thank god old boy McAdoo came in and fucked Eli right yeah oh my god <laughs> that was crazy oh fuck man fucking ben Eli, McAdoo. Man. I tell you what this time we jumped on the wide receivers the next time we the next time we chat we'll pull up some hall of famers we'll do an offensive line maybe a defensive line we'll did you really want to piss people off i just saw a meme on freaking facebook about the barry sanders thing that he couldn't do he couldn't hack it in the playoffs and i said dude fucking walter payton didn't even score a touchdown in the super bowl that he won for god's sakes he was terrible in that hey, super bowl hey, you want to hey, play that hey. game people oh, are hey. stupid hey I no, but I'm saying people will slander. sit there and, and talk about <laughs> someone's career based off one the game or the playoffs. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not true, but let's, let's not get so hasty with, with the words. <laughs> but this is this is the thing, right? Like people, I don't know, man. The Hall of Fame is so subjective anymore because it took Randy Moss way too long to get in. Oh, one. absolutely. The fact but that it took it, the second year for T.O.'s eligibility to get – the fact that he didn't get in his first year is stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. There's 100%. They almost yeah. metallica themselves with the fucking Rock Hall of Fame. They they almost found themselves in a situation where ain't nobody with a brain gives a fuck anymore. Yo, they, I think that writers shouldn't have majority of the votes for any other Hall of Fames, and it should be no. like oh, for any players that are in players. the media. Yes, yeah. it should be former players in the media. Absolutely. Period. Players, Just coaches. like how they do the Heisman, former Heisman winners vote on majority of who's going to win the Heisman. Like they, I tried to convince Charles of this, but he doesn't understand. He Writers should, that, should not have a say. It's based off of their heart and emotions. I told, what I'm did telling I say, you, man, Mike? Harrison what did Jr. I say? This is zero shot. That's what sucks. This is the thing that irritates me about the Hall of Fame. And I I'll leave it at this. I told this to Mike before, and I'll stand on this hill till Jesus takes me away whenever that day comes. There's no earth, there's no world in whatever universe you live in that you don't put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What, or Pete Rose. Good, even. bad, I mean, ugly, it does not matter. Because at the end of the day, Mike, I asked you this question when we talked about this, and I'll ask Charles and Pat this. The Hall of Fame is to induct players into the players and coaches and personnel. To tell what? To tell the history of the game. Yeah, Good, a, bad, the, or the, indifferent. The story, you're telling the, the history. Game. You're telling the story about the sport. Whether you yeah. like the era of the steroids, when it came to the baseball era, it still was one of the most exciting thing that happened in baseball in I don't know how long. Whether you well, liked it or not. Major League Baseball got caught juicing the balls and they literally they were responsible for it. So how can exactly how can they be the ones to take it away from those guys? 
Well, so the, the fact that you don't want to acknowledge that too, right? Exactly. You gotta let Pete rolls in now. You have to let him in. Yeah. How do you not? This, this is just, now gambling is sponsoring the fields. Like, There's football like, fields and sporting like events now that are sponsored. I, I don't understand. You got, every, national, you got every American sports team in the, Vegas. The fact that you're a, the fact that you're letting writers in their little hissy fit, having whatever they feel about a player, not letting them in the Hall of Fame. Listen. Even if you, if I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all have ever played MLB The Show, and I'll leave yeah. it at this. Yeah. If you ever go to the records in the game for both home run titles, do you know what it says on there? San Francisco Giants. It does yeah. not yeah, even say, say his bombs. name. Do you know how wow. disrespectful that shit is? That's yeah. cr- I didn't know. That's crazy. I love I love baseball today. Because of Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds. Of course, you can't talk about it if you don't mention that. There's no way on earth. I'm telling you, I was there every day watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire go for that record. Every single night. They need to make a new Major League Baseball thing and make it like the old Nintendo game where the dudes are all juiced and jacked. We'll just call it juiced and Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I I want them hitting it into New York City. Yes, I absolutely detest the sport of baseball because they're fraudulent as fuck. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa ushered in a renaissance of baseball that the only reason guys like Clayton Kershaw and guys like Mike Trout are known nationally is because everybody, when they hit 59 and 60 home runs, the entire country was glue. I don't give a fuck if you like the Cubs, the Cardinals, the A's. It didn't matter. I'm a. I was a Yankees fan. Right. Remember I, when he, Aaron Judge was chasing history? Remember, bro. And I every runs, second. Home runs in the MLB make it watchable for kids. They make they that era made it to where all of my friends wanted to play baseball black white mexican puerto rican didn't matter everybody this do you see how much pussy this dude's getting hitting a home run what yeah. the fuck is like 72 home runs home runs in one season it's they were superstars like, it's just insane you know and you and another thing too i i remember growing up the little league world series on tv is nothing new Nope. And right. every single time a team comes up, you would always get a little bit of information from them and who their favorite player was. In that day, every single guess. fucking little leaguer the was Mark players, yep. Sammy Sosa, or Barry Bonds. It didn't matter. There was nobody else in those matches. You could go back and you could watch every single, except for the foreigners, they might have well, somebody. Mark McGuire, and, there was a few Mark McGuire's in there, too. Let's yeah, not, like... I I hate Jose Canseco, but he was up there yeah, during that match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I fucking well, hate him. that fucking baseball hit off his goddamn... <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking hate that dude, but Jose Canseco was... During the 90s for the A's, yeah. that dude was on his He was in one of my favorite movies, Liar. Is, is his book the one that outed Barry <laughs> and those guys for the Red Snorting Coke? All of it. Yep. All of them. Yep. Isn't that the book? Yeah. Dude. He wasn't even dry snitching. He was straight snitching. Oh, on no, no, yeah, it was true. If I'm going down, everybody's oh, coming oh, with yeah. me. You know who I thought would do that before Jose? I thought Pete Rose would have done that. Yeah. And just outed it. Because Pete Rose was around in a time where everybody was racist. 
everybody was trying to fuck. Have all you the heard the call when Jackie Robinson first came up to the plate? Have you heard? I think Pat yeah. sent me the radio call. No, but oh, yeah. it doesn't. It, nothing would surprise me if they're not. If they <laughs> don't use an N bomb, I'll be surprised. They were actually. No, they probably definitely dropped that one. <laughs> it's more along the lines of, oh, and here comes that boy from the Dodgers. And he, he ain't ever going to hit off a whole screw. One of these days, so we should you- get together and do the biogenesis <laughs> thing. That is a very, that's a crazy thing. It's got all the players and all the information. You can dig into it all the times that they were shot up with stem cells and all this other shit. It's nuts. It, it goes from 2005 to 2023. It's, it is crazy. And then he, I think his first set bad, I believe Jackie hit a home run. <laughs> Fucking radio. Oh, dude, fuck. you know what's funny? I, I was on, where was I on? Oh, I was on TikTok today. And they were talking about Jackie Robinson. There's this comic who's coming to San Antonio. And I saw, I, I don't mean to do his joke, but it's no, funny as shit. And it's crazy that you just brought this up. Because he was like, it used to be cool to be a white dude until Jackie Robinson got up to plate. Yeah. The first time he was like, "Look, back in the day, we used to all talk. Yeah, she. We had two gangsters, she. And then Jackie Robinson hit the first home run, the first time he's up at the plate in the major leagues, and we all said, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah, <laughs> right out of our fucking voices. That's the day when it stopped being cool to be a white guy. Well, the thing that really pisses me off about that too, not to go down too far down the side quest, right? With cancel culture and all this shit. You're not going to learn if you don't allow us to burn ourselves on the stove. We are a society of hot stovers. I told my psychology teacher this, a professor. I go, we're a society of hot stovers. How do you find out the fucking stove is hot? I you touched, touched it. it. Okay, yeah. so that's how we learn fucking growing up. Get over it. It's your whole fucking life. There it is, right? So if we can't go back and watch how bad these motherfuckers burn themselves, how am I not going to know obviously be a good human but how am i not yeah. gonna know right like history is there and if you don't the know your history humor you oh my it. god like i laugh at, at the south park episode too right yes look man I, there's this is all i'm gonna say about this i truly and utterly a hundred percent believe in the freedom of speech right yeah. i believe you should be able to burn a flag. Don't do it in front of me because I'll punch you in the fucking mouth. But I, I believe 100% that you should be able to do it, right? I believe that you should be able to protest wherever you want to protest, minus people's houses. I believe I you, you. should. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, there's, you should be able to voice your opinion, right? Yeah. I think what's getting in the way of everything is people are so people are afraid to say, I don't give a fuck if you're offended about what I'm saying. I'm telling you how I feel. Now, I do not go out of my way to offend anybody. I am not a racist. I'm not a homophobe. I'm not a transphobe. I go out of my way to be a decent human being to people. However, comma, to quote my boy, however, comma, 
If you are fucking stupid or you're acting fucking, I'm going to tell you, you're acting fucking. I don't care. Look, like, I don't care that people get offended by that word. I'm not saying that you are mentally retarded and that you can't learn. I'm telling you that you know, you fucking moron. I hate that you're a fucking moron. My can wife calls me autistic all the time. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Can we just agree that? <laughs> been proven it many times. Can we just agree that you're it. stupid and I'm telling you that yeah. you're stupid? The other thing, too, though, is the people who go out of their way to be offensive, I fucking hate those people. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just saying shit like, okay, there was somebody on Twitter. Again, I hate fucking Twitter or X or whatever it's called. I hate, I'm starting to hate it now. It is a great promotional. It well. It's a great promotional tool for the podcast. Oh, yeah. But yeah. outside of that, so I saw this guy, and this is a quote. This is not my words, but this is a quote. He was having a back and forth between Jalen Carter and a 49ers fan. And the 49ers fan was like, Why don't you shut your fat monkey face up, black boy? And I was like, Fuck. Like, you gotta be so dumb, right? You you gotta be you, you gotta understand. be really dumb that when you're so mad, the only thing you resort to is that. Like, do you understand that the four and this guy was 49ers to the socks? Yeah. I I wanted to DM and be like, do you understand that your team is 97% black? Yeah. 97% of the people on your team are people of color. Yeah, those people are solely ignorant and they live their entire lives in this ignorant little shell. That's the problem. They don't see anything else outside of that. No, I, and I they're going to, to no thing. matter how much you put it in their face. It's because you know what it one is. Thing. I and Mike knows this, and I will let you finish. Mike, Mike knows this. I have taking pride and joy. You guys haven't seen it yet, but you will soon because it's around that time of the year where Christmas is time for presents, I tend to bring out the idiots with some of my <laughs> posts. And I do it on purpose. I say some of the most dumbest shit. I may not even believe most of the things that I say. However, comma, I know the shit that funny. I'm about to post, it's going to piss off a lot of ignorant, racist it. pricks. Oh. <laughs> and, I have, and I have the most nonchalant, irritating response to everybody that says something <laughs> stupid on my post. I said, thank you for your comment. You are truly appreciated. God bless your heart. Have the day you deserve. <laughs> bro, bro. Oh, just, it's I, I get stuck on the shitter at times more. reading your comments, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, Charles, bro, I freaking love it's it. going to get worse. It's poke the bear too. It's oh, it, it's going to get bad. But this, but the last thing I'll say is this, the thing that separates our generation from future generations or this generation now is when we talk shit, we got punched in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. Fast. Motherfuckers, if you talk shit in high school, you got your fucking face punched in. And yeah. then, I, dude, I can't tell you how many fights I got in with best friends because they said some stupid shit or I said some stupid shit. And then you <laughs> shake it off. But this generation, I now, this I, We're generation playing football. Now, yeah. Here's a little story. You're going to laugh. I, we were playing football fourth grade in the schoolyard. And... Yeah. This kid threw a shitty football. So I said, dude, you suck at being a quarterback. I'm going to be quarterback. He walked right up to me and punched me in the face, broke my glasses. I probably deserved it for being an asshole. But guess what? Guess what happened? Picked my broken glasses up and said, shit, I'm going to be grounded. And it's my fault. <laughs> and guess what? I went home and told my mom, yeah, I got punched in the face. Why? Oh, I call the kid pretty much an asshole and he throws like a girl. 
you probably deserve to get punched in the face because you're being a dick. Yeah. So we grew up like that. We, we took our licks. Well, it was something, a normal thing back in the day. Something this gener that uh, this most recent generation has figured out somehow or another, and it's super annoying. We, we even made a uh, comment about it in the segment. What rotates our gears in the opposite direction is that nobody ever told them not to make stupid people famous, right? So these oh. dumb motherfuckers come out there and just say something special. And it pisses somebody and their mom off. And then they go and talk all about it. When if you just would have held it to your fucking self, no one would know how famous an idiot can get. I agree, Charles. But the problem is we live in a society of freaking idiots. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, no matter what we you know realistically do really think, well they're still going to be time? famous. Darwin. Darwin yeah. would love this day and age. Yeah. Think about it, dude. The fucking Kardashians still rule society. Think about this for a second. It's a weird hierarchy there, too. Take away Beverly Hills. Take away the mansions. Take away the Ferraris. Put them in a trailer park. Give them a fucking RAV4 instead of a Ferrari. They're trailer trash. Yeah. They're They're absolutely... Who are they really? Exactly. They're trailer trash. Think about it. Courtney has... 87 kids by a baby daddy who beats the shit out of her every day. What is more trailer park trash than that? Yeah. And imagine the message that's sending out too. Chloe, her fucking ex-husband almost died in a fucking brothel, like overdosing on crack. The whole Lamar thing is just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I never could wrap my head around Does anybody else follow Lamar on socials? Absolutely not. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Do I want to? I do not. I I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. All of his websites connect to an insurance website that lets you know if you can keep talking to him, whether your insurance will cover his shit or not. It's fucking wild. It's it wild. sounds really sketch. Yeah. They, they I'm going to fucking... pass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, yeah. are you using NordVPN? <laughs> you need to protect yourself. Yeah, bro. I, yeah, on my brand. Yeah, you, you might be getting some emails you didn't think about. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't click on that shit. What the hell is this? Oh, that's funny. No, well, that's so funny. We're approaching time, my fellas. Uh, listen, I, I want to give you guys a moment again to shout out your podcast and... Uh, and just effing thank you guys so much. I love our conversations. It's, it's such a blast. We always have fun. It's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this man, I, I know I can speak for Sal on this, man. I, I appreciate you guys having us on. Like, it's all, it's dope. We, I mean, we had a fucking 45 minute conversation before we even started recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. still had way yeah, more to talk about when we were recording, which, <laughs> yeah, which is super rare. So yeah. we definitely enjoy it. You guys check out the Heat Check podcast. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. If you go Everywhere. and search your Heat Check on everything or the Heat Check podcast on everything, you will find us. You can look on Teespring for the Heat Check podcast. That's where our t shirts, our hoodies, we've got banners, we've got blankets, I've got dog shirts, we've got beanies. <laughs> It's all there. It's a drop ship site. So you, you know, hook it up. There is a 25% code off of that. Just type in your heat check at, at checkout. And that's a 25% savings code. Oh yeah. I, I, I do want to shout out. I'm starting to do this little offshoot of the podcast called the chaos club, where it's just 
10 little minutes of me giving kind of my own opinion on stuff that that Paul and I have maybe not had a chance to talk about. I know we're talking about Paul maybe starting one here shortly. So yes. awesome. you got what do you got? What do you got, big dog? I just want to piggyback off a uh, 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 Mike. Listen, we're trying to grow this thing, and we appreciate everybody that follows us and listens to us. Uh, and again, thank you guys for letting us come back on the show again. And clearly, y'all guys are gonna come back on ours. I just got oh, yeah. one yeah. shout out that I have to say that's non-sport related. Um, yeah, because my wife would kill me if I didn't do this. Yeah. Um, next week, I think it's next week. Let me make sure before I get my ass chewed out. <laughs> no no it's not next yeah wait yeah next weekend next weekend next saturday i will be here mike as mike knows because next weekend i will be in georgia celebrating our sixth year anniversary of being married but i just oh. got a question because i get excited oh. every time i get to say where we're going guess where we're going where we're going to cummings georgia <laughs> <laughs> It's every time. Shout out to my more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to my wife. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's been an absolute blast, Patrick. I'm I'm gonna give you the floor to end her off. Man, I love you guys. I love you all so much. I know we really appreciate having you guys on. As always, we're gonna have plenty of freaking little reels, and I will definitely shoot those back to you, Mike, because I know you like to work with those a lot. So yeah, absolutely. um, We'll touch base and until next time.